0: Welcome to the Juggernaut Podcast, powered by the number one REMAX real estate franchise in the world, REMAX Gold. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a Juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Released the third Wednesday of every month, each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here are your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James.
1: Hello, Gold Nation. This is Stephanie Flood. I'm here with my co-host, Anthony James. Anthony, how are you feeling today?
2: Stephanie, I feel like we're going to break some rules and make some miracles today. That's, That's what I'm thinking.
1: Ooh, I like the sound of that. Well, let me introduce to you our miraculous guest today, Kelly Davis. Kelly, do you want to say hello to Gold Nation? I do, I do. Good morning, REMAX Gold Nation. It is so great to be here with you today. Let me introduce Kelly to all of you so you know who our guest is today. She is the head of celebrity relations for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, where she works closely with A-list celebrities to raise funds and awareness for 10 million sick children each year at 170 Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And we all know that CMN is a cause that's near and dear to our heart, so we are honored to be able to talk to Kelly today and learn more about her and how we might learn to break some rules today and create and find miracles. So, Kelly, can you start us off by telling our audience about your background, and maybe some of your own struggles to find your own miracle and make those happen on a daily basis.
3: Yes, but before I do, I really just want to thank every listener on this call who gives of their time and their energy to create miracles in the lives of six kids through the Remax Un Miracle Agent program. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know these kids. I've met them personally. My nephew is one of those children, and I am just so grateful for your big heart. So thank you for all that you do. And just to tell you a little bit about me, so I grew up in a small town in Afton, Wyoming, less than 2,000 people, and um, always had a dream to work in the NFL for the Denver Broncos, and I was very fortunate um, to right out of college get my dream job. and. From that experience, I randomly one day got a phone call while I was working at the Denver Broncos, and they said, we want to fly you out um, to interview with this company called Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I've never heard of the company, but I took a leap of faith. I got on the plane. I did the interview, and in 1996, I started working at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and it was the best decision of my life. But in the last 25 years, I've also had a very interesting journey with anxiety, severe depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, body dysmorphic disorder. And so it's been a really crazy journey. A lot of therapy, um, treatment centers, um, self-help books, (laughs) um, seminars. And I have been really blessed to watch these kids be so resilient and choose to be brave and choose to be positive and choose to show up. And they have been my miracle in my journey with my mental health issues. And they truly are my why every day I get out of bed It's because I know what they're going through. I know what my sister and her family goes through. And I'm just so grateful that I can choose to, you know, utilize the tools that I have in my life to help with my challenges to help other people as well.
2: Yeah, Kelly, you know, first off, thank you so much for uh, just being vulnerable and sharing some of your struggles with anxiety and depression. I know that, uh, you know, that that those are hard things to oftentimes talk about. And so I would love for you to kind of share with the audience today uh, just more about, you know, your relationship with the kids, working with the Children's Miracle Network, and how being in that environment, being around those children has really helped you create your own miracles and overcome some of those personal adversities and challenges that you have faced personally?
3: Question. Thank you so much. So um, with my body dysmorphic disorder, there's a lot of days I don't want to get out of bed. I certainly don't want to be seen. It's a mental disorder where your mind is fixated on your physical imperfections and flaws and that perceived ugliness makes you want to isolate yourself from the world and and for me, it's, it's very challenging and, and I live with it every day and, and it's fine. but it is there and I acknowledge that it's there and I'm not diminishing that, but I work with these kids. And so 25 years ago, I started meeting kids, one child from every state that was treated at our hospital. We had a really cool program called Champions. And so I've just been able to meet hundreds, if not thousands of kids last 25 years. And they go through so many challenges, whether it's physical pain or whether they've lost limbs, or whether it's cystic fibrosis, or muscular dystrophy, or cancer. I have honestly seen it all. I've seen stories that I, I mean, I would never believe it if I didn't see it. And there's so many kids that have come into my life, one child in particular. His name is Adam. And Adam has spina bifida. Now, Adam is now 17. I think we met when he was seven. And he's in a wheelchair and he has a lot of different health issues. But Adam, no matter what, always has a smile on his face. And I remember we were in Washington DC at the JW Marriott with all of these kids. We were down on the bottom level swimming pool and all these kids were swimming and there was Adam in his wheelchair. Yet Adam knew that happiness was not circumstantial. It's attitudinal always. And Adam, has taught me so much that it doesn't matter what our circumstances are. It's what we choose our thoughts to be because we all know between stimulus and response, there is a choice and we always get to choose. And I could tell you child after child after child who I've watched, not complain about their, their, their chronic pain, who I've just watched them face their limitations and just, Excel because of those limitations. One child in particular, I met him twenty-five years ago. His name's Josh Sunquist, and Josh had lost his leg to cancer at the hip, and he had a fifty percent chance of survival. And I just remember meeting this eleven-year-old boy, thinking, "Oh my gosh, he's going to change the world!" Oh, he has this challenge. He does not let it stop him. And so, for me, even though I have these challenges every day. I will not let them define me. I will not let them stop me. And today, Josh is a very famous motivational speaker, author, Paralympian, comedian, YouTuber. And I remember um, his ski coach told him he had a one in a million chance of making the Paralympic ski team. But Josh didn't want to know what if he didn't try because he could possibly be the one in a million. And he made the 2006 Torino Paralympic Games. And so Josh has really just taught me that anything is possible. These children, they teach me dream big and then dream bigger because God has bigger dreams than we have for ourselves.
1: Wow. I Just hearing about that, especially the age of some of those children, Adam in particular, being seven years old and being wise beyond his years to see how he should look at the world, how he should approach life and not being scared off or challenged by what he was facing. Instead, embracing that and recognizing that he had a choice of looking at the world from a positive perspective. It's it's so impactful, especially at that young age, to be able to see that. I honestly, I want to share one more
3: story because I, I really have so many that come to mind. But my good friend Isaiah, um, he is now 21 years old. I met him when he was 16. and Isaiah was born without an air passage or a jaw, and he didn't have oxygen for 15 minutes. And what really inspired me about Isaiah's story is he could have surgery to get a job that he didn't want to because he loved himself the way God made him. And Isaiah, even though he's you know, mute, has never spoken a word, never tasted food, never been underwater, he does not let that stop him from living life full out. He goes and he donates um, to the homeless shelters, and he's always supporting fundraising events at Phoenix Children's Hospitals. And if you don't know his story, he's now the world's first mute rapper. We paired him with a rapper who became his physical voice, and they made music together. And you can listen to it on Spotify. You can go to oxygenthefly.org. It's a six-minute documentary about his life. But even though he has these challenges, he was actually a guest on my podcast, even though he doesn't have a voice. He just gave a TED Talk, well, not just, but a year and a half ago, gave a TED Talk, and he has no physical voice. I don't know anyone else who's given a TED Talk without a physical voice. But if that doesn't inspire you, you know, I don't know what does because there's so many things stacked against him, yet he has a mindset where he chooses to be positive and just with a lot of these celebrities that I work with as well. I mean, I remember when we brought Christopher Reeve into to Orlando for an event that we did. And for those of you who don't know his story, he was Superman and he was paralyzed from the neck down in an equestrian accident. And I remember going out to the airport, he flew in on a private plane. He had three nurses, four aides. He had, you know, he looked like he was a hundred years old cause he didn't have his makeup on or his hair on. And he was so positive. He was so happy. It was a bright light that shone around him because of this mindset that he had. And that's what these kids do for me. They have this mindset. I can't tell you the number of times I'm in the children's hospital. I'm on the cancer floor. I see these little two-year-olds hooked up to their chemotherapy. I see their parents walking behind them and I see the smiles on their faces. And that is just something that's always in the back of my head is you can choose to show up today. I'm not diminishing what anyone else is going through or what I'm going through. I'm just saying I have a choice. I love, um, Victor Frankel's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Um, I was at a conference a couple of years ago and Wayne Dyer talked about when he met Victor Frankel and he shared his experience being in the concentration camp and he was fed a dirty bowl of water with a fish head in it. But because he was able to shape his thoughts around what that meant for him and be so positive and just see the beauty in that, um, that's just really helped me. My kids helped me. They helped me see the beauty in the pain that I go through. And truly, that is my purpose. Um, I truly just want to help these kids because they've helped me so much. And then just for a personal story. 25 years ago, my nephew was born and he was born with tuberous sclerosis. He's severely autistic. He has no language. He's not potty trained. And so for 25 years, I've been watching my sister take care of him 24-7. And she has three other children as well. And so I know the impact that it has on not only the child going through it, but on the family. So if there is anything possible that I can do to help create a miracle in the life of a sick child or their family members, I want to do it and I really am so blessed because I do celebrity relations at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals and we have hundreds of amazing celebrities that want to give of their time and their talent to help these children. And I love making those connections because it's really just a thank you that I can give back to these kids for helping me so much.
1: I think that that's, that's what I love so much is just that we can all listen here and walk away realizing we have a choice to be positive, and, and I think that that is so powerful. Um, you wrote a book that, of course, also benefited children's Miracle Network hospitals about an amazing child that you met named Maverick. Can you tell our audience a little bit about Maverick and and his story and and the Red Sox part of it? I, I'm a sports fan, of course, so I really liked that part of it. But could you share that with our audience? Uh, I would love to share Maverick's story with you. So,
3: Several years ago, I think this was um, maybe five years ago when Maverick was five years old. We were in Washington, D.C. We were with one child from every state and we were about to meet the president and go to Disney World as well. And we were checking in at the hotel and Maverick comes to my line and I find out that he's from Wyoming. I'm from Wyoming. He was born June 11th. I was born June 11th. And he... Loves the Boston Red Sox, and I love the Boston Red Sox, and his hero is David Ortiz, also known as Big Poppy, and I also bonded with him because I knew his story. He'd had so many health challenges, over 40 surgeries, including five open-heart surgeries. He actually passed away when he was five years old, and he remembers God doing chest compressions on him. So... He had a very special place in my heart. In fact, one year for his birthday, um, he loved the movie Phineas and Ferb, and I was able to get Phineas to call him on his birthday. And then the next year, he loved um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I was able to get his favorite one, Raphael, to call him on his birthday, just because I know that he has challenges. And if I can bring a smile to his face, <laughs> that's what I want to do. So one day when he wasn't doing well, I randomly was on Instagram and I saw my buddy who played first baseman for the Boston red Sox when they broke the curse and won the world series in 2004 he posted a photo on instagram with his kids and big poppy so i texted him like kev do you think you could get a video for maverick for big poppy he would love that so much and within two hours i have a video from kevin and big poppy and it says maverick we love you buddy stay positive keep the faith and then big poppy says and I'm going to hit a home run for you tonight. And I really didn't even think anything about that. I just texted the video to Maverick, and he said it was the best day of his life, that his hero had sent him a video. So fast forward a couple hours. It's a beautiful night at Fenway Park, and the Boston Red Sox are playing their biggest rival, the New York Yankees, and Big Coppy steps up to bat the first time, and he strikes out. He steps up to bat the second time, and he strikes out. He steps up to bat the third time, and he strikes out. He steps up to bat the fourth time. And I happen to be in my bedroom, and I just turned the station. I'm not thinking this would ever happen in a million years. And he hits a two-run, game-winning home run for Maverick. When that happened, I just dropped to my knees, and I'm like, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Because I knew in that moment he was aware of Maverick. And the next thing I know, I have a video from Maverick that says, big copy in his cute little five-year-old voice. You never let me down and I'm going to try my hardest to get to Fenway Park to meet you. And then that's where some more miracles happen. Kevin Millar reaches out to a friend and two weeks later, I am on a private plane, thanks to Kevin, with my little man Maverick for him to meet his hero and throw out the first pitch. And that moment when they embraced in the bag of cages was so incredible for me because I watched this little boy watch this big man walk into the room. They embrace and I cry and he has the home run ball that he hit for Maverick in his hands because the fan wanted Maverick to have it. And then during the game, he hit, He had a nice hit. He gave Maverick the home run ball. While we were sitting in the stands, people were cheering Maverick! 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 And what's really incredible about this story is not even 24 hours before Big Poppy hit this home run, his mother posted on Facebook, my family needs a miracle. And then this home run happened. Should Big Poppy have hit that home run for Maverick? No! Home runs in Major League Baseball aren't easy to hit. the Big Poppy hit it and he acknowledged help for a higher power. And for me, what I love about this story is we all are inspired every day to take specific actions. And I like to say miracles happen when we take action from our inspiration. This wasn't about me. This was about Maverick experiencing this dream in his life. When you get those inspirations to do little things, you never know what is on the other side of you taking that action. So I just encourage you all, when you hear that voice, listen, pay attention. There are miracles waiting to happen, and you can be the conduit of that miracle.
2: Kelly, that is an absolutely powerful story. Uh, You can't see us all over here, but we're all literally teared up. And I am sure anyone that is listening to you right now share this story of Maverick and the miracle with Big Poppy. I mean, how do you not listen to that and just be extremely grateful and inspired to just attack whatever challenge you might be faced with on any given day? I mean, it really puts things into perspective And uh, this is, this is moving and this is very impactful. And I just appreciate you uh, taking the time here to share with us some of these incredible stories. I want to, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about breaking the rules because you know I'm a rule follower Kel- uh, Kelly and when you talk about breaking no. the rules I immediately think you know man I can't go you know faster than 65 miles per hour I don't I don't want to get a speeding ticket right uh, but I know you're right. talking about something different and when you look at right. the children that you're around every single day they defy the odds. They break the rules, right? And so can you kind of share a little bit around your idea of breaking the rules and how you don't take no for an answer?
3: Oh my gosh, I love this question so much. So yes, I am not encouraging anyone to go break any of the laws. Um, <laughs> I am just encouraging you to break those rules that you have defined in your life that are stopping you from living your miracle. So for me, body dysmorphic disorder, there's a lot of rules involved with that. And I have to defy those on a daily basis. So many of these kids walk when doctors said they wouldn't. They see when doctors said sight was impossible. They live when doctors said they would die over and over and over again. And I just want to share a story, a quick story about little Boo. I met little Boo when he was probably six years old from New Orleans and he spent 501 days in his children's hospital because he got the H1N1 virus. It destroyed and ravished his body. And there were multiple times in the hospital where his blood oxygen levels were way over a percentage where he should be living, but he broke the rules of what science said was possible. And he lived through that. He finally got out of the hospital and for three years had dialysis Monday, Wednesday, and Friday drove four hours to get there, sat in the dialysis chair for four hours, drove four hours home. And when he was in fifth grade, he got a kidney transplant from his mother. It was successful. And we were able to do a really amazing story um, about that on the Meredith Vieira show, because he watched the movie diners, drive-ins and dives when he was um, in the hospital and he couldn't eat while he was in the hospital, but he Decided when he got out of the hospital he was going to go to those places so we brought him on set and we talked about his story and then we surprised him with a video from Guy Ferreri and he came on this big screen and said little boo as soon as you're done with this segment you get to come meet me and help me open my new restaurant and it was such an incredible experience everyone in the um, room where we were taping were crying we had Kleenex because he shouldn't be alive but he broke the rules he is alive today. And whenever I am facing a challenge, I think about little boo and I think about, hey, there are rules that maybe I've set up in my life that I think one that stops a lot of people is fear. Like it's this rule in their life that they can't push past the fear. And for me, I love hearing the word no, because it just means not yet. It doesn't mean not forever. So every no for me always leads to a yes. And especially when I work with celebrities, I'm not paying them to support Children's Miracle Network hospitals. So I know that I have to ask 20 celebrities to do something before I'm going to get one to say yes. But I love breaking those rules around what fear tells us. It tries to stop us in our tracks. It's false evidence appearing real. And I love breaking the rules on fear because it is just so, it's, It's just not real. I mean, it feels real to us, but we truly can face everything and rise instead of face everything and run. And I'm just so grateful that I know every day that I can push through these rules in my life that can sometimes stop me. I'm not saying I succeed every day by any means, but I am so grateful that I am inspired to break those rules because... I mean, I would just ask all of our listeners to ask themselves, what What am I doing in my life? Like, what choices am I making? And it's kind of like a rule that I'm living by, but is it serving me? And if that belief or that choice isn't serving you, drop it and choose one that is. And it's just really fun to see how um, life responds to us when we do that. I, I'm really big into manifestation and can tell you some really fun stories about that because I truly believe that we're magical beings once we can really step into who we are and and our intention of what we want to create.
1: I, I love that no means not yet. And that how you oh, just push past that. People are afraid of someone saying no, aren't they? <laughs> oh, and it's so funny. Like I just asked Oprah to be on my podcast and this is my third time asking
3: her and she says not yet. And that's okay. Cause I will go back to her. I really want Oprah on the podcast and it doesn't matter who it is. I've asked president Obama to be on the podcast. Like I believe that they people have great stories to share and, and I want to be able to interview them. And most people will be like, well, who are you to invite them? Well, who are you not to? Who are you not to be? I ask everyone listening. Like, we have to stand in our power. We have to stand in our worth. There's nothing that we can do to be worthy or deserving. We just are because we're breathing. And so I just want everyone to honor themselves for just being enough just because they are alive.
1: I, I I love that. No is, is not yet. I definitely have that written down. I'm definitely taking that away with me. Um, I want well, to add. especially for agents as well, because I mean, my dad's yes. a real estate agent has <laughs> been
3: for 40, 50 years now, actually 50. And I mean, I just think that's something, you know, it's all planting seeds. And, and really, it's just, I don't know, I just think those are great. They really are. They just challenge me even more like, you know what, I trust the timing of life and it's not right right now. But I do not believe that it means it's not right forever.
1: I I love that. So you mentioned a little while ago, kind of in passing, but I know that this is important and I want to hear about it. Belief and action. And those are the things that lead to miracles. Can you talk to us a little bit about how those two things can lead to miracles in anybody's life who's listening?
3: I love that. So as I mentioned before, I think miracles happen when we take action from our inspiration. And so that action step is really challenging to a lot of people. For me, it's not just because, I mean, I guess it's challenging for me in the fact that I don't aim first and I just take action (laughs) rather than aiming because I'm just like, oh, I want to get it done. I want to take action. And um, I have just found when I do take that action that's where the miracles happen. Um, One day, I was reading a newspaper article about Chris Pratt and he said he had saved his costume from guardians of the galaxy. And in case the movie did well, he wanted to go visit kids at the children's hospital. So I felt inspired in that moment to reach out to Chris Pratt, even though he was incredibly popular at the time. I had a belief that he needed to support children's miracle network hospitals because I believe every person on this planet should support our cause because we treat 10 million kids at 170 children's hospitals and the money that we provide these hospitals is unrestricted funds so the hospital gets to decide um, how to use those most effectively and I reached out to the publicist didn't know them, sent an email said hey can we make this happen shortly after that I was at Children's Hospital Los Angeles and Chris Pratt walks in the door and he says Kelly I need to get one of these visits on my calendar once a month because that's just who he is and in the child life room we had set up the movie for all of the kids to watch not knowing the superhero is going to walk in to the room in his costume from the movie and when he walked in their faces lit up so bright. So many of them are hooked to their machines. He lets them try on his outfit and then we go and visit the kids that can't come out. And There was one child in particular, a little girl in isolation, probably cancer, didn't have any hair. Chris put his hand up to hers. She put his hand up to her, her hand up to his, and they had a moment of presence, which really is the greatest gift that we can ever give anyone. It's the gift of our presence. And then we went down the hallway and visited a room of a child who had passes over 20 kidney stones a day, so he has a lot of pain, and he loves Legos. And Chris is the voice in the Lego movie, and I got to watch them quote lines together for maybe 20 minutes, and for Chris in that moment to be a miracle in his life because he was able to take his mind off the pain. So things happen, amazing things happen when we just take action from the inspiration that we're having. And it doesn't matter what area it is in your life, like you will experience those miracles. And for me, I mean, I'm very mindful every morning. I have a gratitude journal that I keep for 15 years. I've written down 10 things that I'm grateful for every night. And then I start my morning with gratitude. And it's really like, who would you have me serve? Where would you have me show up? What would you have me say? And I pray that I can be a miracle for someone. But you need to be inspired, and then you need to take action. And, and it's really fun what happens when you do that. I, not that long ago, was um, just driving, and I'm always praying. So I see a guy on the street with a sign that says, I need a miracle. <laughs> so, of course, I got to pull over and give and hopefully help be that miracle for him that day. So I just think it's really fun to watch the universe respond to us as we do pay attention because it's really, really amazing what we can manifest for ourselves and others.
2: You know, Kelly, I feel like the uh, the timing of this message is just perfect. There is a lot that I think our audience is faced by way of challenge right now. Um, many real estate markets are facing a lack of inventory. If you're working with buyers, it's been a real challenge. Uh, you know, we're still in the in the middle of a pandemic. Although there's been a, a little relief with vaccines and things like that, there's still challenge there, right? And so, listening to this message is timely. I hope that our audience has you know been inspired by your. work words and the incredible stories that you have shared with us uh, here on this podcast of The Juggernaut. And so, you know, what? how do we kind of distill this down and get some real actionable items? You know, you kind of mentioned journaling. Is there anything else that you would recommend to our audience to kind of take action and to find that, that passion and that purpose where they can overcome the challenges that they're facing today?
3: For me, Um, as I mentioned before, the hugest tool that I have in my toolkit is gratitude. And I lean into that from the second I wake up to the second I lay my head down at night because I'm just so grateful. I I need to have that to be able to make it through the day because some days are really, really hard. 2020, in addition to the pandemic, our president was killed tragically on a bike um, by an older gentleman. And it was such a hard year of change, but I leaned into gratitude. Um, I definitely lean into mindset and lean into positivity. And one thing that really helps me is I really lean into manifesting. And I just wanted to share a quick story. Um, when we focus on our thoughts on what we want to create, we can truly bring that into existence. And uh, one day I was in Nashville at a hotel room and I was just focused that day on wanting to acknowledge and be mindful of my blessings and I went to work out I came back to my hotel room and on my bed the hotel person who had cleaned my room wrote a note that said enjoy your blessings today and I just thought that was so great because we truly can create what it is we want to manifest I also on another business trip was in Nashville and I was looking for butterflies that day and I was trying to control when they came in I couldn't find one and I go over to their friend and on his desk, there is a butterfly and it says, relax on a rock, which I just love because I'm like, okay, God, you're mindful of me. I just need to, you know, focus what I want to create and just be patient too and allow it to come in when it's going to come in. And then when I left his office that day, his wife gave me a book with a butterfly on it. So I think it really is powerful as we go through these things that are really hard, focusing on our mind on what it is that we want to experience and there are going to be challenges i believe me i have hard days i've had a lot of hard days recently um i've been going through a lot of different (laughs) challenges and i just know that i can do this life loves me life is my friend the universe has my back And when I think that way every day, life responds to me that way. My my password on my computer is life is my friend because I really think it is, but it's the energy that we put out. We have to be so mindful because that energy has a frequency and that frequency attracts what comes into our space. And there's a lot of days where I I do have a lower frequency because my depression might be really hard that day, but I just know that I've succeeded every one of my hard days so far. And (laughs) I'm going to keep doing that as I continue to show up for myself in the future
1: life is my friend and life loves me really important messages I don't think I've ever heard it put that way before and I I really like that it just makes it very simple and memorable Um, I just want to see any any final thoughts that you want to leave with our listeners that was a pretty good mic drop moment but any final thoughts that you want to leave here with our audience today Kelly
3: Um, I'm just really so grateful for your time. I'm I'm grateful that you listened today. I'm grateful that you are alive and that you exist. And I know life can be challenging. And um, I just want you to know that you matter and that you're important and that you're seen and that you're heard. And I also just want to, once again, just say thank you so much for creating miracles in the lives of the 10 million Kids Treated at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And I just have to say that if you want to sign up to be a miracle agent today, you can go to your office manager or administrator, or you can go to MiracleHomeProgram.org to learn more. And we are just so grateful because when you do that, you help kids like Maverick and like Little Boo and like Isaiah and like my nephew, Davis, and millions, millions more. So I'll just close out with what I said before. Miracles happen when we take action from our inspiration. Pay attention. Life is always speaking to you. Are you listening? Are you paying attention?
2: That's awesome, Kelly. Thank you so much. Uh, One more time, MiracleHomeProgram.org for anyone that is listening in that wants to get more information on becoming a miracle agent and helping miracles come true for the kids uh, that are part of the Children's Miracle Network Kelly, thank you so much for your inspiration this morning. I am fired up to go take some action today. I want to go hug my kids so bad. So thank <laughs> you so much, uh, Kelly, for the time today. Uh, Stephanie, anything else to share here?
1: I am taking no means, not yet, and not being afraid to ask the question. So that that is my takeaway. I appreciate that, and, and I really enjoy the time and uh, appreciate the the tears that you brought out in us today for making us stop and, and realize the miracles that are happening and how we can contribute and help the people around us that need it most. So thank you.
2: All right. I think it's time Excellent. to go, go break some rules, right, Kelly? Are you ready?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, thank you. And while you break
3: those rules, what's on my heart to share right now is dream big. Dream bigger than God dreams for you. Um, it's I just think that sometimes we limit ourselves, but He just wants to deliver blessings on us, but we got to dream big enough. So, and go break those rules while you're dreaming big.
2: (laughs) I love it. All right, Gold Nation. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Juggernaut Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next month. Take care. Thank you for joining
0: us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month, on the third Wednesday, right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.